Business models are just central to corporate performance and wealth creation. And to be really simplistic about it, the name of the game is to create a business that's worth more than it costs to create. Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgson-Kito. Today, I'm pleased to be speaking with Chris Folk, a veteran executive, entrepreneur, business leader, investor, and author. Chris has introduced and led three successful public companies, two of which he co-founded. Chris, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Sarah, I'm delighted to be here with you. So before we talk about your new book, which is coming out next month, um, can you give a brief overview of your background for those of our listeners who may be unfamiliar with you and the companies that you've been involved with? Sure, I'm happy to. I, I officially entered the REIT space in the summer of 1994 when I led the consummation of a large partnership merger or roll-up that became Franchise Finance Corporation of America, which at the time was the, late, the nation's largest net lease REIT. Um, eventually, we sold that company in 2001 to GE Capital. And after that, I uh, and some other folks started Spirit Finance, which is our second net lease REIT. And we listed that on the New York Stock Exchange in 1994 and later sold it to a private equity group in 2007. That company was later reintroduced to the public markets more recently as Spirit Realty Capital. But in 2011, together with former Spirit leaders, I helped to start Store Capital, which is my third net lease iteration as its founding CEO. And together with the other three companies, we deployed about $20 billion into thousands of net lease properties. They were leased across the United States and financed for upward of 1,000 middle market and larger companies nationwide. So and importantly, each of these companies realized attractive absolute rates of return and also outperformed broader beat performance benchmarks. So your new book, The Value Equation, looks at how businesses create wealth and focuses on the business model approach that you developed and utilized. Can you talk about that a bit more? Sure. I, I've been a student of business models throughout my career, and I arrived at the view that business models are just central to corporate performance and wealth creation. And to be really simplistic about it, the name of the game is to create a business that's worth more than it costs to create. Most companies in the United States and around the world actually don't rise to this level. And to do this, you have to generate a return that exceeds the cost of capital. And since shareholders are the primary beneficiary of this, what we're really talking about is generating shareholder returns that exceed the cost of equity. And uh, that's indeed what I've tried to do with the companies that I've led over the last 25 plus years. How difficult is it for companies to self-evaluate and take steps to change their business model? Well, it's always a super challenge to change any business model midstream. Uh, in the REIT space, it could be especially challenging. So, for example, I led three net lease REITs, uh, which lease real estate to tenants on long-term leases. If I start off with flat rate leases, uh, trying to adjust my overall lease rate escalator to 2% is almost impossible, especially as you get bigger and bigger. Um, or here's another business model fundamental in the REIT space that's super important. Let's say my AFFO dividend payout ratio is 85%. That's not a bad number. And so it allows me to take the extra 15% and whirl it into the company and uh, get some compounding of return and some added internal growth. But if I want to lower my payout ratio from 85% down to 70%, given the pressures of increasing dividends and maintaining dividends, it becomes really, really difficult to change that kind of business model. So it's important, especially in the REIT space, I think, where people really assess their business models up front and try to stick to them over a long period of time. And how do the ideas you present in your book translate over to individual investors? Well, the most complex corporate business models, and there are plenty of them, can just be whittled down to six basic uh, variables, which comprise the value equation. And so there is actually a value equation, and it's in the center of the book. Um, the six variables determine current pre-tax equity rates of return. And for REIT investors, it's pretty simple because a current equity 
rate of return pre-tax is just simply an AFFO yield. Um, but oftentimes, if you're looking at uh, companies around the New York Stock Exchange, or especially NASDAQ, you can't buy companies at what it costs to buy. So the AFFO yield uh, at cost is not available to you. You basically are actually having to pay a marked up price for the company. Uh, in REITs, that's also the case. It could be marked up or, or lower. And so as you're evaluating investors, you know, as you're evaluating investments from the investor point of view, what you're doing is taking the six variables and you're modifying them at the investor level to focus on um, your current return on equity at the cost you're paying for the business. Um, now, by the way, this is a definitely a value investing approach, and I'm seriously a value investor. Um, but then I would also say to all the REIT uh, leaders out there that non-REIT dedicated REIT shareholders tend to be, for the most part, value players. And so focusing on business models is really important for them. And Chris, are there other key takeaways from your book that you'd like to share with us? When I, when I drafted this, this is a book on how businesses create wealth. And uh, to my knowledge, it's the only book that I've known of that's um, just specifically on how businesses create wealth. Uh, there, there are tons and tons of books on how people can get rich. But it's important to note that the richest people in the world, almost without exception, made their money on business. And, uh, and those businesses ended up being worth substantially more than they cost to produce, i.e. they generated returns on equity that exceeded the cost of equity capital. So basically, this is a book on how businesses create wealth. And it's almost impossible to talk about how you do that unless you also bring into it some math. And so there is math, uh, which is the value equation. Uh, made as simple as I could. It's just six variables. They're simple. I devised them 25 years ago, and I've been using them with increasing frequency over the years. So in that light, you could spend a couple of days reading the book and pretty much learn what I've learned over the last 25 years. And Chris, when does the book come out? And the book's coming out on May 10th. It's being released by Wiley, and uh, it's uh, actually shipping today. And one last question for you. Um, at Neary, we always like to tap into the expertise of our community in terms of career advice for individuals looking to enter the commercial real estate sector. What advice would you like to share on that front? Well, I like the word you use, which is community, because REIT is basically just a tax election, um, and it often represents the most favorable way to assemble real estate assets. Uh, but the assets that you're talking about are myriads, so they encompass no end of business models that touch on real estate. And people most often think of real estate as being something that's built and then leased out uh, to tenants on an ongoing basis. So they're thinking about things like office buildings or shopping centers, multifamilies, industrial parks. But REITs obviously include cell towers, billboards, storage, data center, and, and many other industries. Um, and REITs need not be public as I've been. They could be uh, uh, you know, private as well, and that's become increasingly robust. Um, in, in my world, I was touching uh, the net lease space, which is really uh, also a form of uh, financial services. It's, a, it's like a non-bank financial service. Um, and my view is that real estate like finance is going to be central to the economy as, for basically as far as the eye can see. And I've been fortunate to be having a foot in both worlds. But the point is that opportunities in commercial real estate are destined to be there for a very long time to deliver rewarding careers to the people that want to pursue it. Great. Chris, thank you very much for your time today. Okay, Sarah, it's a pleasure. I enjoyed it. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.